0: up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast. 800 405 2561. 800 405 2561. That's 800 405 2561.
1: Get ready to grip it and rip it.
0: All right, let's move on. We got golfers waiting.
1: Dedicated to bringing better golf to America, this is Tea to Green, the golf show.
2: Golf is the language spoken here every Sunday on Tea to Green, the golf show. It is easy and it's lots of fun, too. Hello and welcome from the five star Broadmoor Resort, Colorado Springs, Colorado. I'm Jay Ritchie. Jerry Evans is off today. It's just me and Scott Cuddy in Master Control. Have we got a show for you? Oh, I forgot, the Mad Russian will be here. No, we're not talking about Vlad or Vitaly or the drink, the Mad Russian. There's an 18-hole golf course here in Colorado, north of Denver, east of Fort Collins, that has been voted by Golf Digest as having the most unusual name of any golf courses in the entire United States. It's called the Mad Russian Golf Course, and every August the 1st, the day it opened back in 1987, they celebrate around those parts with Mad Russian Day in the town of Milliken. As you might guess, there is a story behind this unusual name, and the Mad Russian boss, owner Bob Ehrlich, will be here to tell us that story and to talk about his golf course, the Mad Russian Golf Course, in Milliken, Colorado. Last year, Tita Green examined the connection between golf and social media freelance writer and social media expert adam stanley was our guest and we talked about the connection between golfers and social media and the connection between sports in general and social media facebook twitter instagram and all of the different social media platforms and we thought we'd just dig that out of the tea to green archives and play a little of bit back for you today that and more coming up on tea to green it's early Sunday morning, the sun is coming up, I'm on the tee at seven, I'm here to try my luck, they say this game's a tough one, but I'll give it my best shot, though the bunkers look like beaches and the greens like parking lots, oh lord, what am I gonna Help me keep my head down. Save me from those double bogey blues. It's America's longest running network radio golf show, Tita Green. Be sure you check out our website, T2GreenRadio.com, and like us on Facebook. As I mentioned, got a big show for you today, and it's straight ahead as we are now on Sirius XM, Channel 211, and the Sirius XM app, Dan Patrick Radio with Tita Green. Take a step toward updating your home with exclusive life-proof
0: vinyl plank flooring from The Home Depot, starting at just $2.99 a square foot. It locks together for easy installation. It's waterproof, scratch-resistant, and comes in a variety of trendy styles with over 40 colors to choose from. That's a step in the right direction. Today is the day for doing with life-proof vinyl plank flooring starting at just $2.99 a
3: square foot. The Home Depot. More saving. More doing. U.S. only See store for details. Losing hair sucks and two out of three guys will experience hair loss by the time they're 35. I'm part of that two out of three. I'm glad I found keeps the easiest and most affordable way to keep the hair that you already have. These FDA approved products used to cost so much, but now thanks to keeps they're finally inexpensive and easy to obtain. How easy? All it takes is a five minute signup. You have to answer a few simple questions and snap some photos to complete your online doctor consultation and fear not. A licensed physician will review your information online and recommend the right treatment for you, and then it's shipped right to your door every three months. And Keeps treatments are up to 90% effective at reducing and stopping further hair loss. And did I mention? Starts at only $10 a month. So if you suffer from hair loss, the last thing you need to do is wait to see a doctor. With Keeps, there's finally a way to get the help you need when you need it. For a limited time, receive your first month of treatment for free. Go to keeps.com/golf. That's Keeps.com golf. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com. Keeps.com slash golf.
4: If you need fast cash for any reason, go to MoneyNow100.com. Good, bad, or no credit at all? Go to MoneyNow100.com. You could get up to $5,000 as soon as the next business day. Go to MoneyNow100.com on your phone, tablet, or computer. Type in the address bar MoneyNow100.com. That's MoneyNow100.com.
1: The Broadmoor is one of the world's premier resorts. This 3,000-acre property has 700 rooms and suites, a world-class amenity spa and fitness center, plus more than 185,000 square feet of meeting space. The Broadmoor is located five miles southwest of downtown Colorado Springs and one hour south of Denver. The Broadmoor continues to stand in the forefront of world-class facilities, amenities, and service, combining modern comfort and convenience with an elegant charm of the past.
2: We are your number one source for golf news and entertainment on the radio, online, and on your smartphone green. It's the Golf Show. Headed your way once again from the Broadmoor Resort, Colorado Springs, Colorado, I'm Jay Ritchie. Jerry Evans has the day off today. How you doing? Thanks for joining us today and making uh, what we do a part of your sports weekend. It's a big weekend in golf. Lots to talk about. On today's show, later in the hour, as I mentioned in the open, from the Mad Russian Golf Course in Milliken, Colorado, named by Golf Digest as the golf course with the most unusual name of any golf course in the entire United States. Owner Bob Ehrlich will be here to tell us the story of how he named the course, the Mad Russian Golf Course, back in 1987. And Mad Russian Day is coming up August 1st here in Milliken. In just a little bit, we'll talk to him about that. Uh, Speaking of uh, entertainment on the radio online and on your smartphone, it was about a year ago when we had Adam Stanley join us to talk about golf and social media and the connection between the two. Adam is a freelance writer, a freelance journalist. He's also an expert in social media, so it was only natural that we were able to talk to Adam Stanley about the tie-in between golf and social media you start out by saying a growing number of forward-thinking golf facilities are thriving in the area of social media. What sort of growth has this area seen, say, in the last five or six years?
5: Yeah, I think, uh, you know, it's, truly, it, it's hard to measure because it's been so big from a growth, a growth perspective. You're looking at, you know, almost 90, 95 percent of all Americans who have Facebook, for example. You know, you, you see these numbers and, and they're hard to believe. So, you know, from a from a growth perspective, specifically on the golf courses I talked to, you know, Cabot Links, which although is a Canadian destination, it's it's gained a lot of worldwide fanfare. So that's why I wanted to include them in the story. In the last five years since they've opened, they've kind of gone 20% on the digital social side of things in terms of their marketing budget, all the way up to 90% uh, of their marketing budget being spent uh, on digital social. So, you look at that as one example and it's kind of an umbrella example for a lot of different golf courses out there. They still see a place for email marketing and, and maybe the local magazine and local radio and stuff like that. Uh, but to, to cast a net specifically on an audience and, and drive you know more clicks and, and drive more people to come uh, and experience the facility, um, you know, they're, they're using digital, they're using social and, and they're using it at rates that we've not yet seen ever in, in, in history.
2: The number of golfers who use social media is it higher, lower, about the same as the general population, non-golfers who are using it?
5: Yeah, it's about the same. I mean, they're all. If you're a golfer, it's likely that you're on social media, and um, they like to connect with you know the golf channels and the Golf Digest of the world and their favorite destinations and stuff like that. Uh, But they also like to stay connected to, to fellow golfers and to their you know, to their friends in their golf community in their, uh, in their area or, or, you know, across their state or whatever it is. So certainly, you know, golfers play a big role in um, being part of the social media communities. And, you know, a lot of them are, are on a lot of different social networks, but still sort of Facebook is the, is the big one.
2: Facebook is a big one. The others you write about, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, are those sort of the big four?
5: Yeah, they definitely are, and, and when you look at you know the demographics of, of, of golf, it's, it's a little bit older. Of course, there's less on sort of the Snapchat side of things, but you know Facebook is just kind of the the biggest users are are an age demographic that you would think, oh yeah, that makes sense in terms of people who go out and play golf. So you're going to see a little bit of a slower growth on Instagram, uh, which is more so for you know millennial or younger audience. But when it comes to kind of targeting that growth area in the sport for a golf course that's maybe looking to attract those millennials they're going to go to another uh, another social network like instagram or twitter or something like that so you know there's a graph in there facebook obviously shows that it's king, but the other ones are climbing and, and instagram is actually owned by facebook so don't be surprised uh, to see that one is kind of emerging as a close number two to facebook over the next five years i would say
2: We're talking social media and golf with our guest Adam Stanley who wrote a great article about it for the National Golf Foundation. And there was a chart in the article that says which social networks do golfers use most often among those who use social media. Facebook dominated and it's interesting the Facebook numbers they skew toward older demographics. 38% age 18 to 34 but 79% age 65 plus are on facebook we're talking about golfers here what's the message for the golf industry
5: you know it's a you know it's a a great question and it was you know some of these numbers as i was kind of digging for the story you think wow you know a lot of golfers and golf course owners and managers may still be kind of stuck in this time frame in their head where it's like oh well we don't want to be on digital we don't want to be on social that's a young person thing it's not really the case anymore. This is a chart of a study done by the NDF, uh, and it's showing, you know, almost 80% of basically retirees, they're on Facebook. They're using that social network to stay connected to their friends, their family, uh, things that they're interested in. And and specifically, if they're interested in golf, they're going to be on Facebook. You see those numbers drop off so significantly for the other networks. It's around 1% for Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Uh, but if you're trying to attract as a golf course owner that retired bunch of, of golfers who maybe are trying to make a decision about where they're going to play their public golf, you're there, and if you're on Facebook with them and you're conversing and speaking their language and appearing and, and showing content that they can relate to, it's highly likely that you're going to be the one that they choose uh, when it comes time to uh, you know to select and, and to, to pay money to go play around the golf.
2: And, of course, if they're going for the younger demographic, 18 to 34, or 35 to 49, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn, the numbers are better there. But it's really interesting, the Facebook numbers, 79%, 65 and over, 64%, 50 to 64, and 52%, ages 35 to 49. That's kind of right there in the heart of the target demographic for the golf business.
5: One hundred percent. If you if you're thinking about doing, you know, maybe a millennial focused campaign as a golf course owner and maybe you want to develop some kind of Instagram presence where you're you're there, you're again just speaking the language of the people who are, you know, thirty five and under. But from a pure marketing communications awareness perspective, you said the numbers yourself, but you're looking at guys and girls age thirty five and up, almost, you know, eighty percent of them are on Facebook and, and that was kind of an interesting thing to talk to uh, the golf course owners for this specific story, and say, hey, yeah, you know, we're, we're directing our budget to that social network. We're using it. We're having conversations. Uh, we're getting people excited about our golf course in totally different ways than we've been able to in the in the past uh, with respect to traditional marketing on, on uh, radio or print. There's still obviously a, a big spot for that to enhance your digital campaigns, but for right now and, and certainly for the future, social media is just going to be the way that golf courses are going to have to be marketing themselves, and if they're not there already, then they're, def- they're definitely
2: behind. It's a whole new world out there, the world of social media, and you can go to the NGF website, uh, National Golf Foundation website, to find out more information on the specific article, which is entitled "Golf's Selling the Game Through Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It's all about staying connected. That interview there from uh, around a year ago with Adam Stanley here, on T to Green about the connection between golf golfers and social media, whether it be Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, Snapchat, Snapchat or any of the other platforms that are out there, it's all about staying connected, although Facebook seems to be the favorite of the older set and most of the older golfers staying connected that way. A few weeks back, we had Al Williams on the show, Al, 86-year-old organizer of the Octogenarian Golf Tournament here in Colorado Springs uh, for golfers 80 and over, and he said the way that he gets, the one of the main ways he gets the word out to the other octogenarians and the other 80 year old plus golfers to get them uh, 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 advised about the tournament and to let them know what's happening is uh, is email and facebook so everybody is using it doesn't matter which age they are they are all using some sort of social media to stay connected and golfers and the sport of golf Very active in doing that with social media. We're going to take a quick break. And on the other side, boy, we'll tell you about a lot of things that are going on in the world of golf these days, including a spider bite that rocked the world of John Daly, among other things. And then later in the hour from the Mad Russian Golf Course, the big boss, the Mad Russian owner, Bob Ehrlich will be here to tell us about his golf course in northern Colorado and how it got that unusual name. I'm Jay Ritchie. We're at the Broadmoor Resorts, got Cutties in Master Control, and this is Tee to Green. Golfers listen because we speak their language every Sunday right here on to Green, the golf show. I'm Jay Ritchie going solo today. Jerry Evans is off. He'll be back with us next week for next Sunday's big show. A note here from our friends at Divot Magazine all about the 2019 Greensaver, Colorado's premier golf discount program. You know, there are a lot of organizations that have these golf discount books or golf discount programs. Uh, there are a lot of different states that, that feature organizations that do this, but this is one of the best ones out there. That's why we love to talk about it here on T to Green. The 2019 Greensaver Golf Discount Book or Greensaver Mobile lets you play more and save more for only $49. How do you save? Well, you can save with free green fees, two for one green fees, half off green fees, and. Free cart rentals, discounts on retail, lodging lessons, food, beverage, and much, much more. The perfect excuse to travel our great state and experience some of the best golf that Colorado has to offer in this year's edition. 88 total courses are involved, plus you get $75,000 off of one golf lesson at any Golf Tech location and a free club analysis at Lenny's Golf in Denver. It adds up. If you use everything in the book, and I don't know if anybody's ever done this or not, but it, just to give you an idea, the savings to $11,000 worth of total Colorado golf savings for only 49 bucks. If you already have the book, double your offers and get the Green Saver mobile for just $30. It's not an app. It's a mobile-friendly website. With the mobile you never have to worry about losing or damaging your book and you can keep up with new offers on courses that come along during the season. For more info call 303-797-8700 or go online at greensavergolf.com Well here we are, it's pretty much the middle of summer 2019, the middle of July and a lot is going on including the 30th anniversary of the 2019 American Century Celebrity Golf Championship. They're playing it in uh, Tahoe, Edgewood Tahoe South in Nevada, Lake Tahoe. And it looks like former Dallas Cowboy quarterback Tony Romo is uh, the best celebrity golfer out there. He won this event last year. And right now, after two of the three rounds are in the books He shot 70 the first day, 70 the second day. They keep score on this with the Stableford scoring system uh, where you get points for Eagles and birdies, you get no points for par, and you lose points for bogeys, double bogeys, and anything higher than that. Tony Romo, with rounds of 70 both days, has 51 points. He's got a nine-shot advantage over former Boston Red Sox pitcher Derek Lowe. And tennis player Marty Fish, who both have 42 points. In third place, actor Jack Wagner, one of the stars of, uh, I forget which soap opera, but he's been with it for a lot of years. He's in fourth place. Mark Mulder, who won the event uh, two times in the past, former Major League pitcher, is in fifth place. Another former Major League pitcher and a guy that we had on tee to green last year around this time, John Smoltz from the Atlanta Braves, Hall of Famer. He's in sixth place, uh, tied with Kyle Williams. Case Keenum, NFL quarterback, is in eighth place. Former NHL hockey player Jeremy Roenick is in ninth place. And Del Curry, the father of Steph Curry of the Golden State Warriors, and a former NBA player. He's in 10th place with 33 points. There are something like 90 players in this year's event. Uh, Some of the other players, uh, some of the other big names, uh, speaking of Steph Curry, he's in 14th place. uh, Tied for 22nd, Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers. uh, Tied for 24th, actor and singer, entertainer Justin Timberlake, who a lot of people don't know this, grew up, in a go- on a golf course in Tennessee and is a big-time golfer and not too shabby a player. Jerry Rice, greatest wide receiver of all time, pretty good with a club in his hand. He's tied for 28th. How about everybody loves Raymond, Ray Romano. He's in 68th place. He shot 101 on the first day, but he bounced back. He was 19 shots better yesterday. But he's still way back in the pack at 68th place, tied for 85th. Catherine Tappan, you see her on the NFL and the NHL network, NHL network. Catherine Tappan, rounds of 96 and 100. She's tied for 85th. And Charles Barkley, yep. Chuck uh, shot a the first round of 94, uh, shot 104 yesterday. He is 87th out of about 90 golfers at the 2019 American century championship. Tony Romo started yesterday with a two-point lead, and he built on that lead with the help of a 70. He didn't get off to the best start, bogging the first hole, but he picked up birdies on two of the next four holes. A solid front nine helped him get some breathing room, and then he ended up with a nine-point lead going into the third round today. And 18 holes stand between Romo and his second straight consecutive uh, American Century Championship title. He won the event last year with 71 points. Right now he stands at 51, heading into the last round today. It was Mark Mulder that he beat by three points for the championship a year ago. And I think NBC has got coverage of the event later today. Uh, Some other actual for real golf going on. This weekend, here in Colorado, the Corn Ferry Tour. They used to have the. They used to be called the Web.com Tour, and just just recently, about two or three weeks ago, uh, they dropped Web.com and signed on Corn Ferry, and the Corn Ferry Tour is holding the inaugural TPC Colorado Championship at Heron Lakes uh, in northern Colorado near Berthoud, if you know where that's at, $600,000 purse and two foreign golfers Nelson Ledesma, 28-year-old from Argentina, and Brett Coletta, 23-year-old from Australia, sharing the lead going into the final 18 holes today at 13 under par. A couple of American golfers, Michael Gellerman and John Oda, are at 12 under one shot back. This is for players who are either on their way up, trying to make it on to the PGA Tour, or players who have been on the big tour and have uh, struggled a little bit with their game, and they're trying to get back on the PGA Tour. Some names you may recognize playing in this event: um, Daniel Summerhays, tour P- tour player, PGA Tour player for a number of years. How about Angel Cabrera or Angel Cabrera, who's won two major championships? He's playing in this event. Cabrera is a guy. He's now 49 years old. He uh, won the 2007 U.S. Open. He won the 2009 Masters in a playoff, and he lost the Masters in a playoff in 2013. And here he is playing on the Corn Ferry Tour, trying to make it back uh, uh, into golf's big time. He made the cut uh, in this event, and he is playing on the weekend, but he's well back in the pack. Other names, big names who missed the cut Olin Brown, Jonathan Kay, and David. Duvall. You see Duvall these days on the Golf Channel. At one point in the uh, mid to late 1990s, he was the number one player in the world until his career was uh, derailed by a number of injuries. We talked to David Duvall and had him on the show a year ago, and he, he's pretty much committed to uh, to his golf career on television working for the Golf Channel as an analyst and a commentator, but he gets out and he's he's sharpening his game because he's going to uh, play in the British Open at Royal Portrush next weekend as a former Open champion. uh, He gets a chance to do that, and uh, he's going to have to play a little better than he did at the TPC Colorado course. Duvall, who's now 48 years old, missed the cut. Uh, He has won 13 times on the PGA Tour including, as I mentioned, the 2001 British Open. Speaking of the British Open, John Daly will be playing in the British Open this year. Uh, won't be playing in the British Open this year, I'm sorry. He will be in action, though, on the PGA Tour next week. Instead of playing at Royal Portrush in Northern Ireland, he'll be teeing it up at the alternate event, the Barbasol Championship, at the Keene Trace Golf Club in Nicholsville, Kentucky. He accepted a sponsor's exemption into the event. Just a day after he withdrew from the British, the final major of the season, he withdrew from the event due to a medical condition. Uh, The R&A, which runs the British Open, denied Daly's request to ride in a golf cart, stating that walking is an integral part of the championship and Daly's use of a cart would be unfair to the rest of the field. John Daly, we talked about this a little bit on the show last week, Uh, accepted that ruling and said, "Okay, well, as a former champion, I respect that. I respect the Open, the British Open, and I'm going to go ahead and walk. Well, that was before he ended up in the hospital after incurring a spider bite during a family vacation in England. He was hospitalized, treated for sepsis. He's better, and he's going to play here in the States in the Barbasol Championship, and he will be allowed to use a golf cart in that event. The Chief of Tournaments and the Competition Officer for the PGA Tour, Andy Pazder, also said Daly was approved last year to use a cart through the rest of the year at PGA Tour and PGA Tour Champions event events that require walking. So we'll see John Daly in the Barbasol Championship riding a cart next week in Kentucky and not at Royal Portrush in the British Open. A lot of things going on, as I mentioned, in golf. Coming up from the Mad Russian Golf Course, Bob Ehrlich will be here on T to Green. That's next. Stick around. Be right back.
6: Hey, guys, losing your hair sucks, and I should know. I've lost mine. And two out of three guys will experience hair loss by the time they're 35. Well, it might be too late for me, but it's not too late for you. Now there's Keeps, the easiest and most affordable way to keep the hair you have. These FDA-approved products used to cost so much, but now, thanks to Keeps, they're finally inexpensive and easy to obtain. For five minutes now and starting at just 10 bucks a month, you'll never have to worry about your hair loss again. So you just sign up, takes less than five minutes, answer a few simple questions, snap a couple photos, and you complete your online doctor consultation. A licensed physician will review your info, they'll recommend the right treatment for you, and then it's shipped right to your door every three months. Keeps offers generic versions of the only two FDA-approved hair loss products that are out there. And Keeps treatments are up to 90% effective at reducing and stopping further hair loss. So if you suffer from hair loss, the last thing you want to do is wait to see a doctor. For a limited time, you receive your first month of treatment for free. Go to Keeps.com slash golf. That's K-E-E-P-S dot golf. Do it today. Keeps.com golf.
4: tells you when to buy, what to buy, and when to sell any stock to maximize your profits in less than 10 minutes a day. And if you call right now, you can test drive our amazing Vector Vest system risk-free for 30 days for just nine ninety-five.
0: Eight hundred five eight four dollars 95 800-584-2519. 800-584-2519. That's 800-584-2519. I've got the world on a string, sitting on a rainbow, got the string around my finger.
2: What a world, what a life, I'm in love. It's all about news, interviews, and fun, and a little help from Sinatra right there. For everyone interested in golf, it's Tee to Green. It's the Golf Show. Thanks for joining us today. From the Broadmoor Resort, Colorado Springs, Colorado, I'm Jay Ritchie. Nice to have you on board as we are talking golf. You know, I was, uh, I was talking golf with a few of my golfing buddies recently. We were bringing up the topic that... Uh, uh, we, we wonder if we're ever going to run out of names for golf courses. I mean, there are something like 1,400, 14,000 golf courses in the United States alone. I don't know how many there are worldwide, but uh, it's kind of like street names. Uh, we're almost running out of decent street names these days, and you see some weird street names or some crazy street names, and you wonder about golf courses. How many? How many trails, how many runs, how many beaches, how many uh, the different types of, of golf course names can we come up with It to keep, keep it fresh and interesting and original. And that's uh, kind of the topic of our next segment right now is standing by from Mad Russian Golf Course in Millican, Colorado, named a while back by Golf Digest, uh, voted on as the most unusual golf name of any course in the United States is the owner of the Mad Russian, Bob Ehrlich. Bob, on the T2 Green Guest Line, how you doing? Welcome in.
8: Good, Jay. How you doing?
2: We're doing terrific. How are things in Milliken this weekend?
8: Oh, they're, they're beautiful. Just the uh, sun's out, and I'm just looking out the window here at the front range, the mountains and stuff. It's just a gorgeous day here.
2: So for people who may not know, where, tell us exactly. Kind of where Milliken is. I know it's north of Denver. It's up near Fort Collins and Greeley.
8: Yeah, we're really we're about forty-five miles north of Denver, and kind of located between Greeley and Longmont. You know, along the Front Range, and uh, we're oh, uh, just east of I twenty-five. Uh, you know, go through a little town of Johnstown, and uh, Milliken is the next one east, and uh, and we're um, just north of uh, Milliken.
2: Well, what kind of a, what uh, what kind of a town is it there, and what do, what do people in Millican do? How big is Millican?
8: Millican, I think, is around six thousand population, and it's primarily an agricultural uh, area. That's uh, you know been Uh, part of uh, the front range that has just grown tremendously because it's such a great place, you know, to live, and uh, so we've had a huge influx of people over the last 15 years, and it's uh, changing, you know, uh, drastically from what uh, our agricultural roots were many years ago, and it's now becoming a great place live in a lot of high-tech companies and so on have come into the area so it's it's kind of an changing a changing environment change
2: yeah good for you though as a golf course owner that's got to be good for business so are you from there you or know, where are you from originally
8: i was originally from a town just to the north of here called windsor colorado oh, yeah. okay yeah. You know,
2: my my uh, my wife's uh, grandmother lived in Windsor so I'm pr- very familiar with with Windsor Colorado nice another nice little yeah, town it, up there yeah so great uh, town. yeah. It, uh, Millican had this golf course called Jack Rabbit Trail which isn't a bad name for That's a golf correct. course <laughs> and yeah. uh, you bought the golf course back in uh, what the late 80s it was uh,
8: actually October 8th. 1986, uh, we closed on the golf course and uh, bought it from a bank in Omaha that had foreclosed on a gentleman by the name of Ted Blem, who uh, we named the golf course after. And, uh, you know, just to give you a little history on it, uh, Ted was one of those uh, folks that his uh, parents immigrated here from Russia. Okay. And uh, they were part of a group, and I'm going to give you just a little history, so bear with me here. Uh, what happened is uh, many years ago, there were a, a group of Germans in Germany that followed Catherine the Great into Russia when she married the Tsar. And they were primarily agricultural people, farmers. And uh, they settled in their Ukraine, and uh, a number of those Germans from Russia basically then immigrated into uh, the United States. And Ted's uh, grandparents, as were my grandparents, were all basically Germans from Russia that came to the United States and, uh, you know, started uh, farming um, here in uh, this front range area. And uh, what happened is uh, in the 1970s, Ted, Ted was a real aggressive kind of guy and um, uh, just uh, really uh, known as kind of a tough guy. He ended up making a ton of money in the cattle business. He had a farming operation and a, uh, a commercial feedlot just to the uh, – just to the east of the golf course here. He made a ton of money and decided that he was going to go into Greeley, Colorado and join the country club because that's kind of what people did when they had a few bucks in their pocket is they wanted to kind of have the status of joining the Greeley country club. So he went in and applied for, uh, you know, uh, membership and the membership committee came back and said, uh, you know, Ted, uh, you have this reputation of being, kind of being kind of a bar brawler and stuff, <laughs> and we we don't want to have um, a fight here every Saturday night when you come into town, so we're going to, den- you know, you're being denied your, uh, your application to, uh, to join the Greeley Country Club. Oh,
2: uh, uh, not their so, type, huh?
8: <laughs> yeah, so his ego was really huge. And he was just a, a smaller guy in stature, but he was just a, a you know, had, had a huge ego, and he just said, well, you know, if that's your attitude, I'm just going to go build something bigger and better than what you've got here. So he came out, and on one of the farms that he owned, he just started building a golf course, and he really wasn't a golfer. And uh, it was real interesting, the uh, you know, the layout that he had on it, and he figured as tough as he was, he was going to make some of the holes just that tough too. And so it was an interesting design and an interesting layout. And uh, what happened to him in the process of doing all of this is, uh, now I've got to take some more, give you some more history back. When Jimmy Carter was president, he had a, a guy that was head of the Federal Reserve by the name of Paul Volcker.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. And
8: We were, at that time, the U.S. was into some inflationary times, so Paul Volcker was going to get inflation under control, so he started, you know, lifting the interest rates on the prime rate across the country. And what happened is Ted got caught in that interest rate rise because he had borrowed money to build uh, the the golf course, uh, you know, the Jackrabbit Trail golf course and uh, got into trouble financially doing that. And uh, basically what happened is the uh, bank in uh, Omaha foreclosed on him, and uh, they uh, you know, took possession. He threw it into bankruptcy, and, and uh, after it cleared bankruptcy, we went in and uh, bought it. And uh, because we knew Ted and knew the story, Uh, about him and stuff and had a lot of respect for him Uh, we named the golf course after him because he was known as the mad russian so (laughs) you know here we are the the name became the mad russian golf and country club
2: bob ehrlich's the owner of the mad russian golf and country club millican colorado is ted still with us bob
8: no he passed away a few years ago what he did uh, when you know when he uh, ended up having financial trouble here, he ended up going to Missouri, started over, and did uh, some farming and cattle operations out there, and uh, actually did really well. And he died a few years ago at the age of ninety-two.
2: Wow! Did he like the fact that you named the course after him or called it the Mad Russian?
8: Oh, I. You know, we never had a chance. It was such a blow you know, to his ego and stuff, because this was kind of his, uh, uh, you know, I guess, uh, favorite son-type project that he'd yeah. done, and never really had a chance to talk to him, but he did come back about a year before he passed away, and uh, I was out of the state at the time, didn't know that he was coming back, but uh, he went and toured the uh, course with our superintendent, and uh You know, we were just uh, proud to, uh, you know, name it after him, and he did make it back to see it before he died.
2: Oh, that's cool. How many people told you you can't name a golf course the Mad Russian Golf Course?
8: You know, we we didn't have any, uh, you know, any objections. And, you know, today, uh, you know, it it probably might be a little politically incorrect, but... uh, (laughs) You know, back when we did this uh, you know, 32 years ago, in fact, on August 1st is Mad Russian Day, and we opened the course uh, 32 years ago uh, on August 1st. Um, you know, um, you, you could say more things then than you can today, but uh, well, we really didn't have any objections to it, and it was such an unusual name that once somebody heard it or played the place, you know, they didn't forget it. So it's it's been kind of an interesting uh, way of um, getting advertising out.
2: Yeah. Were there any other names you considered before you, you finally settled on Mad Russian? Or or you, did you think about keeping it Jackrabbit Trail?
8: No. No, we we didn't have any uh, any uh, other names considered. Mad Russian was what uh, uh, we uh, wanted to call it because of uh, Ted. Yeah. And uh, so nothing else was considered.
2: How, how about Mad Russian Day now? What, what happens every August 1st in Millican?
8: It's kind of our birthday uh, for the golf course. So uh, basically, you know, uh, my daughter who runs the course, um, you know, has a special pricing and, uh, and uh, different events and different things that they can get when they come to the course and play. And, um, you know, they bring in and, um, you know, I don't know, they they have all kinds of cakes and different things that they bring in for uh, golfers to eat. And it's just kind of a way that we celebrate uh, Tet every year.
2: Yeah. I imagine playing the mad Russian golf course has become something a lot of golfers put on their bucket list.
8: Yeah, I would hope so, you know.
2: Yeah. Well, it's certainly on mine now. I've lived in Colorado all my life. I've played many, 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 many Colorado golf courses. Somehow I've never gotten to play Mad Russian, but I'm hoping to take care of that this summer. (laughs) I'm looking forward to gotta
8: get up here. Yeah, let us know, Jay, and uh, we we'd love to have you come up and uh, experience the Mad Russian.
2: All right. Sounds good. The Mad Russian Golf Course, Millican, Colorado. That's Bob Ehrlich. And the story of how it became the Mad Russian Golf Course, the most unusual name of any golf course in the United States, and it's here in our state of Colorado in Milliken, north of Denver. Great story. Great having Bob on to tell us that story. And circle August 1st on your calendar, Mad Russian Day in Millican. We'll take a break, come back, take you on tour. Tita Green returns right after this.
0: 800 984 4207. 800 984 4207. That's 800 984 4207.
2: Fastest hour in radio, quickest hour in golf, tee to green. Another hour just flying by, but we're not done yet. Let's check in on what's happening on tour. We'll start with the PGA Tour and the John Deere Classic TPC Deer Run in Silvis, Illinois. This is an event. Uh, well, all of the superstars and the big names in golf are overseas getting ready for next week's British Open Championship. So this is a chance for a lot of a lot of the journeyman type players to get in there, play well, take home a big paycheck. And you look at the names on the leaderboard, and not too recognizable. Andrew Landry. Cameron Tringali tied for the lead at 16-under par. Adam Shank and Bill Haas are at 15-under par. And there's four players at 14-under, two shots back, including Ryan Moore and Nick Watney. LPGA Marathon Classic, Sylvania, Ohio. This is the ladies' tour near Toledo. And a good leaderboard, se Kim at 16-under, Lexi Thompson at 15-under, and John Goon Lee at 12-under and then a trio of good golfers, Stacy Lewis, Carlotta Saganda, and Jennifer Cupcho, the, the LPGA Tour rookie who we had on the show just a couple of weeks ago at minus 11, five shots off the lead, so anything could happen going into the last 18 holes of that event today, and keep an eye on Jennifer Cupcho. She looks like she, for being a rookie, looks like she's going to, She's on her way to having the career that a lot of people expect she's going to have on the LPGA Tour. Bridgestone Senior Players Championship. This is a major championship on the Tour Champions. Firestone South, Akron, Ohio, and Scott Perrell minus five, has a one-shot lead over D- Retief Goosen. Steve Stricker, Kent Jones, and Brant Jobe, two shots back at minus three. Jay Haas at minus one. John Daly, we talked about him earlier. He is at plus two at the Firestone South Course Bridgestone Senior Players Championship. Scott Perel never won a senior major. Hey, that's going to do it for the show today. Thanks to Scott Cuddy and Master Control. Thanks to Bob Ehrlich, Matt Russian Golf Course, Millican, Colorado, for joining us Thursday, August 1st, Matt Russian Day in Millican, Colorado. Circle it on your calendar. And uh, we're out of here. Till next time, hit them long, hit them straight.